0: Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and spending your time with us. Welcome to our brand new podcast series, Crave Arts Presents The Future of Film, featuring intimate interviews with the best student filmmakers from around the world. My name is Tom Oliva, and I am the co-founder and executive director of Crave Arts and the All-American High School Film Festival, the premier destinations for emerging student filmmakers all over the world. Today, I am joined by festival alumni Carol Wen to dig deep into what drives this emerging film talent. Carol's films explore her evolving relationship with her cultural heritage, often presenting abstract and dreamlike reflections of her emotional journey, while employing mixed media to evoke a powerful sense of tone and atmosphere that compels the viewer to become engaged with the deeper themes of her projects. Her process and style provide a wonderful glimpse into a truly unique and passionate artist with an unmistakable voice. Let's kick things off right away, um, Carol, with where you are and what film or media projects you are currently working on.
1: I'm currently in Montreal, born and raised in Toronto, though. Um, And I'm currently working on a short animated documentary and jumping into the Very fetus development stages of a cuckoo doc.
0: Wow. Um, and what, what's the passion behind this particular project that you're working on?
1: For the short documentary, actually, it's based off of my first time in Vietnam. Um, and that was a very emotional journey for me. I had really high highs and also really low lows, um, I think, as a child of refugees and a child of immigrants, um, never having gone back and then kind of building my identity on what it means to be Vietnamese solely by what I'm taught in the family um, really came into play when I was in Vietnam for the first time. Uh, And, you know, I, I learned a lot about myself, what it means to be Vietnamese, where my family came from, made friends, and it's like an experience that i'm still processing right now uh having came back literally 2 weeks ago so it's it was a big moment in my um life and uh i think the experiences that i felt the identity confusion the uh western and asian cultural gaps and the privilege that i learned that i have is a story that uh, should be shared with other second generations who uh, can relate.
0: Wow, um, it, it's incredible. I, I would love to you know, learn more about this. I suppose that's gonna be the purpose of the film is to kind of explore all of those emotions. So was this your first time ever back to Vietnam or ever to Vietnam?
1: I, it was my first time ever in Vietnam. Wow.
0: And why now, why not sooner?
1: Um <laughs> my parents uh, they never really wanted to go back and it's understandable because of the trauma and the bad uh, memories that they have. So as a child, I uh, never had the opportunity to go back myself. And then um, last year, I learned that my school was partnered with another school, an Australian school with the Vietnam campus. And I'm like, I'm going to use this as my excuse to go to Vietnam and study abroad. And and that was it. And I just did a bunch of paperwork and signed up. And then I went to Vietnam for three months. Oh, um, wow. Three
0: months. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it obviously wasn't as uh, simple as that. I had a lot of conflict trying to convince my family to go back. But um, I was able to use school as a vehicle to do what I wanted. <laughs>
0: It's that's incredible. Um, So I imagine. I mean, I want to just talk about this now. And of course, we're we're here to talk about your your film experiences um, for the next generation to pay it forward. But do I guess growing up in Canada, did you always sort of feel maybe a bit of an as an outsider there? And then here you have this experience where you go to Vietnam and you feel like an outsider there. Do you feel sort of like a homeless, for lack of a better word, to describe it? And and how is that all? How did that all sort of I imagine it's all coming together now for you in some ways.
1: know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really uh, interesting question because it's something that I'm constantly thinking of every day. Um, and I call it more like statelessness.
0: Oh, that's um, much better. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think when I was younger, uh, I, when I was able to be aware and... Um, Understand my culture as a Vietnamese person, and uh, I was made aware that I was Asian. That was a little bit of statelessness for me. And then um, going to Vietnam, feeling like I don't fit in as you know, I I look it, I speak it, but I'm raised and educated in a different way, and that made me feel a little uh, like I didn't fit in. And then also because the cultural landscape of Canada is so um, diverse like living in Montreal right now and being an Anglophone in the film industry I feel like I don't exactly fit in and I feel like I'm always dealing with that statelessness and trying to figure out uh, where what where my place is and how I fit in and how I can fit in. So I think um, I think it's still something I'm trying to figure out and uh, maybe my my state is no state.
0: <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It, just hearing you sort of try to articulate this, and and I think you 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 do a good job of it. Maybe your state is, and how you communicate and where you fit in is in the world of media and film and exploring these emotions and these experiences in a medium that enables you to share them with others who maybe. Don't have the ability to create the way that you do and at the level that you do to communicate. Um, So, I guess maybe my next question is how exactly are you going to communicate all of this that you just experienced and that you're feeling in an animated doc? Mm.
1: Uh, Through the experiences that I faced, you know, little experiences that just make you realize uh, who you are and your identity experiences that make you understand how fortunate you are to be able to be raised in in Canada for me or in uh, a free society, Um, experiences that just made me really love who I am, like regardless of that statelessness, made me empowered to have the privilege that I do
0: so uh, is the film sort of centered around this idea of under, like, understanding how lucky you are, but also sort of desperately longing for this homeland?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Because also, you know, this homeland that I went back to wasn't isn't the same homeland that my parents grew up in. So I also had to make um, kind of remake my relationship with that country. When I came there, because everything that I knew about it, everything that I was that my parents educated me on it is totally changed and different. Like even the national anthem that I grew up learning,
0: Mm.
1: not the same. The flag is not the same. And, you know, at some point it just hits you that uh, how fragmented the Vietnamese community is.
0: That's fascinating. So how do you go about, this is a new project that you're working on, you're sort of just getting started mm-hmm. with it. How do you go about, you know, if you're speaking to your younger self with all of the experience that you have at this point, and I know you're still a young filmmaker, but you do have a considerable amount of experience and a, and a you know, considerable body of work already. How do you go about making this happen? What's your process?
1: Well, actually, this is my first film um, that will be produced outside of film school. So the process is going to be very different than um, what I usually do. And um, this compared to the rest of the films that I just kind of went at um, is really reliant on funding right now because animation is expensive, you know. Coming out of being a student in film school, you have to pay people. You have to pay for equipment that you used to get for free. So that's where I'm at right now. But usually with my films, I just kind of um, dive right in and uh, work on them. So this transition is very interesting for me and trying to figure out how to produce without the system that I'm usually protected by. Um, but it's exciting, you know. You can't be sheltered forever.
0: <laughs> of course not. And so what is your process for acquiring funding? How does that work?
1: Um, I think, you know, the funding process in Canada is a lot different than the States. Mm-hmm. So we have funded grants within my university and within multiple institutions. There are also grants that help you fund individual projects. Um, so it's a lot of grant writing. Um, And through grant writing, you have to understand what your project is, who it's for, and, you know, why you are the one to tell it. So I had a lot of exercise in being able to know at core, like what my project is. Um, That's basically the process, just a lot of grant writing.
0: Okay. So Canada is a good place to be a filmmaker.
1: Yes. Everyone moved to Canada.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've heard that. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that you have access to those kinds of resources. So you're mentioning university quite a bit. Are, have you graduated?
1: I have not. I'm graduating this May. Um, so I'm in my last semester and then I'm out.
0: Okay, cool. Well, congratulations on that. So where where do you go to school? Um, and can you tell me a little bit about the program and why you chose that school, whether or not you like it, what you like about it, maybe what you don't? hmm
1: so, I go to Concordia University in Montreal uh, and they have a film program. It's under the name the Mel Hoppenheim School of Cinema. And um, I think, you know, being in the program, I think it's the most fitting program for what I want because you can specialize in a certain type of filmmaking, like if you want to do documentary or uh, experimental or uh, fiction, compared to I know a lot of film schools, you can only. Um, specialize in like a role you want to do. So that was interesting for me. Um, Also, when I was in high school, I just wanted to get out of Toronto. I wanted that independence and to be able to experience the adult life and uh, things that I couldn't do before.
0: And looking Uh, back on that, looking back on that, that high school self who wanted that, are are you happy, really happy that you made that decision to go somewhere new and kind of reinvent yourself in that sort of independence?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially because I feel like, you know, you're not able to fully become the best you or express yourself the way that you want to when you're constantly living. um, Well, for me, you know, I was, first of all, uh, had an older sister. So I felt like I was um, facing my personality what I wanted to do with my life and everything on her and her successes. Um, and then also, you know, just being in a household with your parents, you can't do all the stuff that you want to do. And um, yeah, I don't know.
0: No, I think I honestly, I think it that's actually really helpful insight um, into the process. And thank you for, you know, being so personal about it. I, I think that's important. One of the questions we get asked most often from high school filmmakers um, is, is film school worth it? Should I go to film school? Um, And I usually say that that answer is different for every person. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you feel uh, that young filmmakers should go to film school? Why or why not?
1: I think it depends on the film school and obviously depends on the person. For me, it was right for me. because I was very fortunate throughout my film school career that I was able to meet very good people and great mentors and teachers. And that always moves me when you have a great mentor. It inspires you. Um, I think uh, it also, the, the system of producing films constantly really helped me. The system of uh, having grant money helped me move my projects forward and having your peers help you this exchange process of you help me I help you um you know at this point no one is getting paid so you're just learning and you're making mistakes and you're taking risks that you wouldn't um outside of film school because there's financial burdens or um other people on the line so, uh,
0: And you think that sort of experimentation is, is really important as part of your development personally?
1: Yeah, it gave me an environment where I could fail safely mm-hmm. and an environment where I could try everything. You know, some people um, don't get the opportunity to art direct if they just want to try. Is, is it for them or like be a first AD? Um, so it gave me the experience of just dipping my feet into all the waters. And seeing what I like, and seeing who I like to work with, and how I like to work. Um, but that's just me, because I'm one of the people, one of those people who need to do to know what I like, or like to see how things work. Um, yeah.
0: No, I think that's great. And it, clearly, there's a, a diversity of experiences that the school offered you. Um, And you mentioned the connections that you made and and learning kind of what people you like to work with and how you like to work with people. Um, I think that's really important. And I think that's definitely one of the the big benefits of going to film school. Do you have you formed relationships there that you think you will continue to work with these people moving forward? For sure. Yeah. Some of your best Um, friends and yeah.
1: Some of my best friends, best friends for life, best friends in film
0: best workmates. Right. And it's amazing. And in these days, you can, no matter where you all end up, you can still collaborate and work together, even if you're, you know, in different nations. Um, It's amazing. And we see a lot of that with young people now. And that's something that we're really proud of the community that we've built, you know, people meet at our festival from across the country, or even from different countries, and collaborate on projects. And we see those come through. And it's, it's a fascinating process to watch. And you're living in a great time for collaboration um, in many, many ways. Um, So let's take a step back and talk a little bit about your experiences as a high school filmmaker. Um, When did you first start making movies and why? I mean, like, why is this your thing?
1: It wasn't my thing. (laughs) I didn't intend on going into filmmaking. I thought I would be in business or become a teacher. Um, When I was in, I started in high school and I was lucky to go To a specialized arts program with um, a film program.
0: And where was that?
1: That was in Toronto. It's called Etobicoke School of the Arts. And they had the three most passionate filmmaking teachers, like ever, who just made me fall in love with it. But before then, I like my favorite movie was probably like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I didn't know of all these great classic. Movie directors and all of this stuff that cinema people should know, um, but uh, I think uh, I think stepping into it, uh, I was also aware that I wasn't made aware that this could be a career path for me because of representation, um, and because I never really saw. A female director. Um, and I had this kind of stereotype in my mind that directors were, you know, French people who wore a beret and had that, uh, what do you call, megaphone and just yell at people on sets. So, um, yeah, I think my film teachers, the way that they taught filmmaking as not just uh, a projection on screen or a form of entertainment, but a form of storytelling and critical thinking and being able to voice something important and make social change really helped me understand that this is what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's a terrific answer. And you're very lucky to come from a program where you had that sort of inspiration. Um, you know, I find that the, the most successful filmmakers, there, typically there is a teacher behind them that really helped inspire them and drive them uh, because it, it takes quite a bit of push to actually see a project uh to its completion. Um and you're also lucky to live in a time where, you know, you you at least you got to see things change a little bit. Um that, yeah. you know, you can be female and director, you can be Asian female and director. Um and I hope that you and the rest of your generation is going to continue to push those limits. Um and you know, we are we are seeing progress um and i see it more than anyone because i see you know over 2000 films every year from an extremely diverse creative place and i just hope that it continues to translate to where the money's going right so that these projects can can come together in the way that they should um because it does take quite a bit to make the kind of films that get the recognition that most people end up seeing um mm-hmm. so you know, you've, you've talked a little bit about, about your, your home life and your family. I'm gathering that maybe you didn't get a ton of support for what you wanted to do. Um, or how, how was this passion of yours supported by your family?
1: They were very supportive. Uh, I think it's because at first it started out as a hobby. Um, so they didn't really think that it, it would be all that serious. And they were also supportive because it was for school and it was for class so they really wanted to help me do my best and um, get a good grade. but (laughs) but they were very supportive and I think part of what paved the way for their support for uh, my filmmaking was actually the fact that my sister is also an artist Um, she's a painter and a poet and a writer and an illustrator so um, the benefits of being the younger, uh, child is immense.
0: So she helped pave the way for you.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, but I think, uh, when I uh, was made aware of high school film festivals and began to submit and began to have a little success in them, um, they felt more secure that I could get recognition from my work and be able to eventually. Uh, support myself from what I like to do.
0: I am so happy to hear you say that because when we decided to start this eight years ago now, which is crazy, um, that was one of the main motivations for creating this uh, event. We we not only wanted to bring together resources for young filmmakers because there just were not a lot, and if you didn't have that all-star teacher or group of teachers like you had. You were probably, you you might give up a lot faster than you would otherwise, but we also wanted to create something that said, hey, you should be recognized for this. There are options for this. It's actually a very viable career option now, and your parents, they needed that sort of grand stage for you to be celebrated. They needed that level of recognition to say, hey, she's a champion. She's one of the best at this in the world it's okay for her to pursue this because that exists in athletics that is exists in academics, but it just doesn't exist for artists for the most part. Um, so it it really, it means a lot to hear you say that because that was, uh, one of the main motivators for us to create this organization and the festival and and everything that it has become. Um, so why do you make movies? Why do
1: I make movies? That's, the one golden question. <laughs> um, I think uh, film and storytelling is so impactful. Um, the way that you can craft emotions and stories through all of the mediums that you can work with in film, sound, image, acting, being able to actually get to know someone when you make a film with actors or um, subjects in documentaries I think um, for me, that is my social change. Like storytelling is the driver to be able to kind of uh, transport empathy and to be able to uh, show stories that otherwise other people would have never known about, and be able to have that collective community and a collective experience. Um, I'm not sure. There's no direct answer yet, and I feel like every single year of my life, that question kind of changes as I grow. Um, and it's really hard. It's a. I feel like it's a big philosoph- philosophical question that.
0: I think, yeah, it is. It's a very difficult question, and I, I feel the the need to ask because you actually probably answered it better than you think you did. Um, as as this vehicle for transporting and transforming, um, and I love the idea of it, it being a collective experience. Um, and and I feel like these days it's less collective in the way that we view it, mm-hmm. um, the way that we view cinema, but more collective in the way that we discuss it and sort of share our reactions to it. So, you know, change is is inevitable. And, you know, we may be watching films on our phones or um, in isolation as opposed to in a theater more often these days. But I, I think in other ways, maybe there's there's a more positive side that these films are affecting change in bigger ways because they are being seen more um, and they're much easier to discuss. Um, so. I would love to, as part of this conversation, um, put some links to some of the films that were official selections at the all American high school film festival back in 2015 and 2016, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm curious to hear sort of if, if any of them are are a favorite of yours, or if, um, you, you want to just talk a little bit about, um, the, the idea behind the film and how you went about it, um. a a few that that i have here and and i may be missing one but um how do you pronounce "Faux"? um personal favorite of mine a very rich cultural film um an afterlife and i believe your first submission um which is a a favorite of mine this home is not empty which is a stop-motion-esque animation uh piece Uh, is it one of the does one of those in particular stand out um and I'd just be curious to hear sort of the, uh, the concept behind them, your, your passion for making them, any thoughts?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think this home is not empty. Definitely stands out to me, uh, cause it was the first film that was deeply, deeply personal to me. Um, and it kind of touches the, um, it touches upon, uh, narratives that you build for yourself. So for me, when I was in 11th grade, I think that was a narrative of what I thought my childhood was and what I thought family was. And when that, what inspired that film was uh, kind of a realization that what, a, a realization that broke that narrative for me, that kind of broke that lie. Um, and that devastated me and I really didn't know what to do with that energy and how to, how to kind of reflect on it. And I was speaking to one of my art teachers and trying to figure out how to turn these emotions into a story and be able to affect people rather than just keep it to myself. Um, and he just kept on asking me like, why, why does this matter to you even like, why does, why do you think this matters to other people? Why do you think it, 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 why do you think it there's value to turn it into a story? And those questions, um, was the root of how I started thinking about all of my films, um, after that, which is where's the universal, universality in what you feel and the story that you have. Um, so that film really uh deeply shifted my understanding for filmmaking
0: you know it's uh, and i i highly encourage everyone who's watching this to 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 click the link and watch this film it's a great representation of carol's style it is incredibly brave and mature and making this in 11th grade at i guess 17 years old the fact that you saw life saw your experience uh like this um, is incredibly impressive again it's so simple in concept and so rich in meaning um i i just absolutely recommend everyone watch it and and just a little more background on all of carol's films that i have been lucky enough to see um they 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 tend to explore a sense of cultural heritage um they're often abstract and dreamlike Um, and reflections of deeper emotional expressions. Um, They often employ mixed media, like animation, um, and they all have a powerful sense of tone and atmosphere that really invites the viewer to be engaged in the emotional experience. Um, And I would say that that is what you are referring to when you talk about universality, um, which is, is the real voice and power of film. Um, to, to help me understand your feelings and to draw out my own through the experience of sharing yours uh, is what I love about cinema. Um, and, you know, that film, I, I mean, what? how did you end up with that concept for those? Uh, if you could just describe it quickly for those who haven't seen it yet. And then how you arrived at that particular medium for sharing that story, because it is quite brave and quite different.
1: Yeah, so I basically recreated my old childhood home, or my home now even, um, with paper, little paper models, and then uh, kind of uh, made it like destructed and abandoned and just filmed it. And honestly, I don't know how I came up with the idea. It's been so long. But I bet if I look back into my notebooks, I'll be able to tell. Um, But yeah, sorry. No, no, (laughs) no,
0: that's okay. Um, It's uh, again, I don't I don't think we've ever gotten a submission quite like it. Uh, We we now have an award called the Maverick Award, and I can guarantee you would have been nominated uh, for that award had we had it back then for that piece. And I know that it it has gone on to have um, quite success in other film festivals as well. so on that note, how has well, how do your experience as a high school filmmaker and particularly being an official selection at a festival like All American, um, how has that helped motivate you to continue on your path?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's so important um, for many filmmakers to get recognized, and especially when you're that young and exposed to. Uh, the industry and other filmmakers who are young and make films like you, um, it's so inspiring because you get to see the diversity in people's work and the diversity in the people who are making films. And it builds your confidence because everyone, everyone's doing it and everyone's motivating you. And especially when you're in high school, you kind of have that, Um, invincible kind of mentality you know there are no barriers to making a film that it helped elevate my film career at that age just being able to get exposed to the films filmmakers industry professionals um, that I did Uh, and you know if you were lucky sometimes you would win a prize and that would even boost your confidence even more and you have that recognition, like we mentioned, um, where what you're doing seems legitimate now from your parents or the people around you. And it's not just a hobby.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's obviously the, what we aim to, um, try to create that kind of experience for you. Um, those, uh, that, that experience of finding so many others that share the same passion. Did you, were there a lot of other filmmakers in high school or was this sort of that like coming out party where you're like, well, I'm not the only one. There's all these other people who are like-minded and and passionate about this like me.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, like I said, I was lucky to be filled with like-minded people in my film program when I was in high school. But whenever you get like-minded people in the same room from different parts of the world, different backgrounds, different ages, like that's where you meet the coolest people. And that's where you meet your future best friends and collaborators. Um, so yeah, all American was also one of the places where I made some of the coolest friends and um, still talk to them to this day.
0: That's awesome. Well, we, we hear that a lot. And that is, I think that's the most meaningful thing that, that I can hear because you know, a lot of the time doing this, I'm sitting behind a computer screen like this and grinding out spreadsheets and doing, um, certainly less than glamorous things to make it possible but hearing that you're able to make connections at the event uh, and and throughout the organization and community that last a lifetime and lead to other collaborations um that that makes it all worthwhile um so thank you for for saying that it means a lot um so how have you changed as an artist from your high school self to now. Um, and, and this is leading toward a question that I think is, is probably on a lot of young people who are listening to this minds. What do you wish you knew then that, you know, now, so, you know, you were one artist then, um, you're obvious, you're different now, the same, but different. Um, what would you say to your younger self or how have you evolved? Mm -hmm.
1: I think I've become more mindful. Uh, I've become, a better collaborator and I've become just more relaxed and less hard on myself when I make films and if I fail, um, I think uh, as a young artist or as a young person in general, fail because you haven't failed um, that many times, every fail is just so hard. And at this stage, I feel like I I've, I've failed so much that I'm slowly learning to accept them as a learning experience. And even though it hurts and it uh, is really painful at the time, I'm able to be mindful of that and say, you know, you learn from this. And you take this with you the next time that it happens.
0: And when you say fail, just so that people understand, give me an example. When, like a project, you pitch it to someone and they say, nope, I don't like it. Or what do you mean exactly by fail? Because I, it is absolutely important in this industry to understand that failure is a stepping stone. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, rejection is going to happen. If you really want to do this, you have to be able to push through it. So wh- what do you mean by that exactly?
1: Yeah, a lot of rejection, a lot of big people saying no, uh big experiences and big people who could have turned your career or elevated your career to another way, a lot of uh sometimes doubt on the way that you dealt things. Um so failure can take different, I guess, forms and um Failure could also be regret. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm just learning to be easier on myself and to not be so harsh. And sometimes, you know, they say you're your worst critic, and that's true.
0: Yeah, and, and this is coming from from one of our best alumni um, saying, hey, a lot of people say no. A lot of people that are important say, nope, that not going to work for me. Thanks a lot. Move on. Um, so everyone's going to have to learn how to deal with that. I mean, it's part of the the process. Uh, we pitch a lot of sponsors with our festival and say, Hey, invest in this demographic, invest in this community. This is the future. And they say, no, and you just have to say, okay, wasn't the right fit. Let's move on and find someone else and, you know, keep pushing. Um, and if you can learn to do that, I think it's a certain stepping stone towards success. Um, so, um, what are the biggest challenges you face now? Um, you know, you're getting ready to graduate. You're you're working towards this independent project. What are the biggest challenges you face as a emerging filmmaker, independent filmmaker?
1: Hmm. Uh, so stepping out of film school and you know into the quote unquote real world, as they say, I think as an independent artist, it's always funding and trying to uh, get your project into gear uh, without having to sacrifice your focus on it and your time and uh your financial energy so that's the biggest uh that's the biggest i think stepping stone and barrier right now but uh we'll see We'll see when I, when I figure it out, I will tell you. (laughs) I I
0: hope you will, because I will share it with thousands. And I promise you that. Um, So what's the goal here? What, what happens next for Carol um, post-graduation? You, you just, you throw yourself full-time into this project. Will, will you seek out other work while you're doing that? What, what do you have in store post-graduation?
1: I want to be able to make the work that I want to make and get paid for it and be able to myself financially. I think that's a lot of people's goals um, and not have to work that part-time job that, you know, you don't really want to be there. And that's not a bad thing. And I feel like, you know, maybe I I will fall into that, but, or a lot of people fall into that and that's okay. But my goal is to get there where I can pay myself for making the documentary and the films that I want to make and to have a team. um, Yeah, I I think uh, I made that team outside of film school. And now that we're out and we're working on our own projects and working with new collaborators, I want to build that team again for this project and for the next
0: Um, Well, I think that you are incredibly talented. I think that you are delightful to speak to um, your insight and the emotional place that you come from for all of these projects, I think is so important for our young filmmakers to understand that it's okay to make this personal, but to find a way to make it universal. I, I really appreciate that insight. And I appreciate you taking time to um, hang out with me today and talk to the next generation and provide these insights for them. I I think you have a phenomenal career and future ahead of you, and I certainly hope that we will stay in touch and that, um, you know, as you find success, which I know you will, that you'll continue to come back and give back to this community who you were once one of us, and I guess you'll always be one of us in the sense that you know you wanted this so bad that you put your voice out there in these films that you shared. And um, I hope that everyone who is tuning in will check out a few of these links and see um, what a wonderful filmmaker and visionary uh, Carol Wen is. Carol, thank you so much for your time and for spending it with me today. Well,
1: thank you. Um...
0: Thanks again for joining us, and thank you, Carol, for an insightful glimpse into your experiences and motivations as a storyteller. I encourage all of you to check out Carol's work, links are in the description, and remind you that this is just one of many in-depth conversations with the future of film. Go to hsfilmfest.com for more information on the All-American High School Film Festival, and please subscribe and share across all platforms to support our important community of artists. See you next time.